this life, gotta make your own deals Chase your own thrills, pay your own bills On the outer loop, sitting on chrome wheels Phone synced up to the newest chrome bills On air, who cares if it's right or wrong? I just care which guests they invited on Without a minute to stall And there was liquor involved with some hype songs And the night is young Right on cue, the talking begins And we check out what Steve Bills got on the blends A bit grimy a backdrop from the late 80s to the mid 90s Till it finally takes us to a rhythm that works And K. Chrome spits a verse that he didn't rehearse Both flex skills proving it's all in So gather round for the newest installment Chrome Bills Episode number Set it straight 108 Missing in action tonight is the one and only Seize Mike's the linchpin if I'm Papa Bills, then he's the linchpin. But we do have a special guest on the show. Who, 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 who are you? The one and only Meticulous. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Steve, how are you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm, I fucking love this beat, dude. I was vibing out on this earlier today. Ain't nobody ever done before. Oh, that's the uh, the intro, right? The stellar intro. Sound like something that's always been there. Forever. Did you uh, you track down instrumentals, or are you playing the one with the vocals? <laughs> I am playing the one with the vocals. <laughs> that would be a we got, very. Uh, we got a few. We got a few seconds to go here. Oh. Let me say, uh, for fans of the show, they would know that Steve routinely plays instrumentals that actually have vocals on them, preferably in the <laughs> middle of freestyle sessions. One of the worst DJs you'll ever see, but or hear. You got your own style. Hey, fuck it, man. So before we dive into the interview, I, I don't want this part to get lost. You went to a concert on Tuesday. I did. What, 9, 9.30 Club? Definitely. Uh, Camp Low and Diggable Planets, man. Back for a limited time only. Uh, and and that show's been selling out everywhere, right? It was sold out on a, on a I Tuesday mean, night, you know what I mean? We were going up on a Tuesday for real. Um, uh, it was dope, dude. Packed venue, 930 Club. I don't know if, if anybody's ever been there. It's one of the best venues in D.C. to go check out a show. Uh, and it was hot as fuck. I'm not going to lie. I almost passed out a few times <laughs> standing in there uh, sweating very nicely. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, both of those those uh, Camp Lowe's set was, was extremely tight. Um, they had a very ill DJ with them. Um, they basically, I feel like they did the whole album, you know what I mean? And, um, what, and the then, most recent one? <laughs> no, it wasn't that one, no, up t- Uptown Saturday Night. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I don't even, I think they might have done one song off of the, the new album, you know? But uh, yeah, they, they kept it true to form. And, um, and then DPs came out, and they had about a five-piece band, I want to say. And, you know, in the middle of doing all their songs, like original versions of their their songs, like they would do jam sessions in between each track. And if you've been following um, Ish Butterfly recently, you know, he he's he's a weird kind of eclectic cat. And so he, he was just, you know, they just kind of let him set it off and, and, and build a vibe. And then the, the other band members would fill in, dude. So they performed like almost two hours. So and what's the band that he's in that you've tried to hit me to? Shabazz Palaces. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was very psyched. I wore my Shabazz Palaces t-shirt there, and uh, I made friends with somebody who also had a Shabazz Palaces t-shirt on there. I felt, you know, felt special about that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was so. cool, man. It was dope. I got a, I got a picture with Geechee Suede. Um, I did not get a drop because he was getting hounded outside 930 Club, but yeah, all in all, man, really, really dope. All right, speaking of drops, and this will be a nice segue, I learned a lot about... Uh, meticulous 
from the interlude on the EP that has J-Zone talking to okay. Chief Chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me the J-Zone drop real quick? Because it's definitely all the, the same aliases as the beginning of the album. <laughs> I, I got I to I find it. It's been a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> no, to the No, that news. ain't it. They had one chance. Okay, that's not what it. What up, y'all? This is Wax. No, that is not it. This is Cubby Bear. Yeah. Nope. Yo, what up? This is Jay Zone, a.k.a. Yo, 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 yo. What up? This is Jay Zone, a.k.a. Chief Chinchou, the Onion Ring. Hell, you're checking out Phone Bills. Stay tuned. <laughs> Right. <laughs> He's right. a chief chinchilla, the onion ring pimp. <laughs> so let's dive right in into that. Uh, what what was the connection there? And uh, do you just want to give your background in general that uh, your your history with Fat Beats? Because I assume that's sort of the bridge into yeah. into the scene. Yeah, uh, I moved here from uh, Pennsylvania in uh, 2004, and I started interning with Fat Beats um, around March of that year. And uh, I was with the company for about six years, and Jay always used to come to the store. I would uh, manage and did all the inventory buying and stuff from 04 to 07. And, uh, yeah, he would come in and um, we just, we just like, we just hit it off over, like, we kind of had a jaded sense of uh, the, the music business at that time. <laughs> that was even before I started putting sh- stuff out. Can I swear? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Fuck yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fucking A. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, when I when I put out my first project in 2011, I, I wanted to have him on it for sure because I, I just knew him for long and I was I was a fan, and um, he wasn't rapping at the time, so he said like I'll do your intro or I'll do an interlude or some something like that. Mm. I was like intro, it's got to be my intro because he was doing those Chief Chinchilla mixtapes at the time. You remember right. like Gator yep. Furs or whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had to to like give him a fly beat that he could just talk his shit over. So you got the J Zone root for the villain yeah, on the bookshelf right there. Book. Actually, yeah, that's definitely. Good deal. So that Eclipse is over at um at Fat Beats as well, right? Was that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. he, he's not there anymore because Fat Beats, um, you know, they closed the store right in 2011, and then um, they moved the distribution to LA. It's in, it's in LA now. So Eclipse is here doing uh, the he he. Uh, is the DJ for nonfiction. He goes on tour with them. He goes on tour with La Coca Nostra. And, um, right, I, f- I follow yeah, the halftime, the halftime radio shit. You oh know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, he's always ended, right? It, yeah. It ended this, this year. Um, mm-hmm. but he does a, a show every Sunday on uh, Sirius called rap is out of control from, uh, 10 to 12, I think Sundays on. Yeah. Sirius channel 45. Right. Look at me. I'm giving he, him an ad to like crazy. He, right. Right. Well, he the also cr- puts out Bill's like, bump. He, he yeah. also puts <laughs> out, Uploads like the illest, uh, you know, golden era mixtapes and, and oh, recordings sure, yeah. from the radios, dude. So, I yeah, mean, he was my <laughs> first boss, basically. Okay. Oh, he, that's he, up. Yeah. So when you were when why Fat Beats? Like, why did you decide to come to Fat Beats well, and start working I, there? Yeah, I wanted to. I actually started with DJ Honda, but I I wasn't really learning anything. I was there for a couple months, and it was more like just managing a, the store. And uh, I just wanted to talk to artists more often. Okay. And, um, I didn't see anyone. I didn't meet anyone. So I interned at the store and met a lot of people in the first month. And I was like, I'm, I'm at the right spot. Right. Plus it was just so crazy to work at a store that just had vinyl. Like I'd never seen anything like it before. So are you a collector? I mean, is that, yeah, obviously mean mean something to you? Like, yeah. Vinyl is everything. Okay. Respect. Yeah. (laughs) And where, refresh my memory. Cause I, 
I've been to the Fat Beats when it was there. I remember going to like an Atmosphere in store or something like that. Oh yeah, right that around was probably the, crazy. Yeah, right yeah. around it was when God Loves Ugly came out. I remember they did a show with like it was like Aesop Rock and Jay Zone were the openers. <laughs> wow, <laughs> but uh, where? But at that point, New York was just this big amorphous blob, and I I went there you know once a year and yeah. just like got in a cab and and gave an address. Uh, but where was the Fat Beats in New York? It was on originally it was in the East Village, but then it. Uh, in 97 they moved i think it was 97 they moved to sixth avenue between eighth and ninth street above a spot called bagel buffet yep. okay and that's the one i went to was the upstairs yeah yeah that okay. was it i believe if you actually look up the history of fat beats somebody recently put out like a blog post about kind of the history of of the store and it was probably yeah, yeah it was it's it's a really dope read I th- so i think it was uh, uh i forget the name of the site it was it was a nice nice site for yeah sure. it was a, it was good a good write-up yep and uh, i went to the one in amsterdam when i was oh, out there did? in probably like 2005 <laughs> nice. yeah, it's like right in the downtown <laughs> yeah. chiba chiba y'all i went there i think i went there <laughs> in in 98 hoping to, to meet percy p because i heard that he always <laughs> hung out there and i did he wasn't yeah. there that day <laughs> like he, what the fuck he had just moved to cali when i came in in 2004 everyone would talk about percy p but there right. were still dudes trying to um do the same sort of hustle that similar that he did, but he was uh-huh. the only one that kind of had that success right? from just like pushing his stuff in front of Fat Beats. So besides you blowing up, is there anybody else at, from Fat Beats who's blown up since 2004 that you're kind of like, holy shit, that's crazy? Um, well, yeah, I mean, there was a, there's a crew uh, that formed when I went to the warehouse. They were called Brown Bag. They're called Brown Bag All-Stars and uh, – a couple of those guys were interns for me and uh, audible doctor and i actually put out a project together and he's oh, that's produced, crazy he's produced joints for uh 50 cent and yeah um, yeah i can't remember the other one but they're sure oh, Joel Ortiz. right 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 right. yeah was Solcon in that same yeah time? yeah yeah he was he was there he, he's in brown bag with audible doctor okay is okay. it just the two of them no it's him and then uh this dude j57 and concept and their DJ is uh, E Hala, who also DJs for Torre, and then uh, DJ Element. And J Fifty Seven's the dude that did the the remix on the L Sphinx. Yeah, he's down with Pig's Food. Yeah, so. shout out to those guys. Super talented man. Still, still pumped for uh, hooking up the Doppelgangers interview. <laughs> oh, where was that? Two uh, two episodes <laughs> back. Two two episodes back. Yeah, for sure. We're all Good super one. excited about that. Gassed. Super gassed. Yeah, they're dope. So, so did dope. you did you move to New York City just? Because you wanted to pursue hip hop as a career, yeah. That, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Like you might as well. You got to go there or L.A., right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And you know, I I, f- I thought this would be the best place to learn, uh, just everything. Uh huh. And I have to ask this to every producer: Did you uh, <laughs> did you ever mess with the microphone at all? <laughs> <laughs> You know, because my man Steve Bills has this one verse that we always <laughs> go back to. Cup of, cup of coffee with the mic. Cup uh, of coffee with the mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit in college, but I like my brain doesn't work as a rapper. It works uh-huh. as a, a a beat maker producer. So okay. But by, by the way, that might be the episode title: is "Cup of Coffee with the Mic." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. actually kind of brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, and so you got uh the you just put out a tape uh, fittingly named the, you know we appreciate the shout out to the uh, show <laughs> <laughs> unintentional <laughs> intentional yeah the uh the chrome tape yeah that's out on you said fat beats 
Yeah, Fat Beats is distributing it. Uh, they haven't started selling it yet. I I started selling it uh, a, two weeks ago on my Bandcamp only, but they'll have it for distribution, so it'll be all out all throughout the world. And that one, unlike the meticulous LP, that one is all instrumental. This is just all instrumentals. And, dope, um, dope, dope. It's the only format is cassette. It comes with a download card, uh, but the B side has beats that are only on the tape. It's the um, the project I did with Audible Doctor, but it's just the, the instrumentals. Really beautiful, okay. and that's what you it. gave the the download card you gave me just as related. Yeah, but I, if you want a tape, I can. I can get you <laughs> the tape. I was gonna what say, I, I, I kind of need it. I kind of need a tape, dude. <laughs> I know you want a tape. <laughs> Steve purposely buys old car stereos to listen that's to the tapes dope. on his way to work. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I love it, man. What uh, I think, I think there's been a obviously a like a resurgence in cassette tapes. Do you? I mean, part of it, I I think just seeing it, there's a nostalgia, but. Do you find that you're actually going back and listening to music on that format when you were mixing the instrumentals down? Are you doing it on a digital format but envisioning it on tape? Like how does how no, does that I mean, go into it? Is it more that at the end you're like, yeah, this would work as a tape? Honestly, I mix everything as it's gonna be, um, like kind of for for vinyl. It's mixed just a little bit differently for vinyl. But it, it, you know, it works great for digital, but I don't ever mix for cassette because I know people like I talk to people most of the time. They just buy it to have it, you know, but they're even so like my tapes, I, I listen to them and they sent, you know, that's not as crystal clear as a digital uh, file or whatever, but it's right. just, it's it's dope to play a tape. It's It's got a certain warmth to it, totally. you know, yeah, certain yeah. error sounding mm-hmm. to it you know like sometimes the the, the real speed up or slow down just ever so slightly you know <laughs> exactly it's nice exactly yeah I dig, there's I like a it. muddiness too i mean when yeah, i think yeah. of uh when i think about cassettes you know like method man to cal wow one of those albums that wow good pull it's dude. just like right around when i started getting stuff on cd it's probably like i got you know i think i had i knew it as the purple tape but i think the yeah. first time i got raekwon i probably got it as a cd mm. or a burnt cd but yep. like to cal and and it just has that feel that even if i heard it on cd today i would think of it as a tape yeah it's there's like a certain like airiness and muddiness and and almost like a distance mm-hmm. to the music but i i mean that in a positive it, yeah. it, the the disassociativeness of like the the sound is not a negative and it, it also makes the bass feel a lot uh, it's like a lot less calculated while still being loud. Mm-hmm. That was a good good description. That was very nice, dude. I think I just teared uh, up a little bit. Uh, you know, new, it's episode 108. Tapes. I've learned to <laughs> articulate my thoughts just a little bit. New tapes, though, in my experience, unless you mix it or or you want it to sound super dirty, they uh-huh. sound they sound pretty good. Yeah, the new tapes. I mean, it, it doesn't have that 94, 95 hiss to it, uh-huh. which is, you know, like you said, it's. It, there's a character to the hiss, but I, I, it's kind of cool to play a tape and have it sound really good. So are people making, let me phrase the question differently, and this could be directed to both of you guys. When you listen to a tape, via what device? Like, what are you using to... I have a boombox. So it's an yeah, old, yeah. old boombox? Yeah. But it has the auxiliary hookup in the back, but I, I tried it once and I was like, this feels weird. So I just I just hit play on the boombox and let it rock like that. And Steve, you're doing it, what, just in your car? No, I got a, thr- I got a thrift store tape deck over here. Really? Okay. Yeah, and I have to turn it off when I'm not listening to it because if I if I keep the power on, it, it, automatic, <laughs> it always spins. So like, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice, dude. And I saw that uh, Sketch, he, Sketch McGinney, he put out something recently, too, that was called The Walkman Sessions or The Walkman okay. EP. Right. And uh, he, it was the it was the Sony, the yellow Sony Walkman. Yeah. You know, you had to flip closed. So classic. That was the album cover. I mean, it was big when Auto Reverse came out. I feel like we're <laughs> <laughs> waxing nostalgic about cassettes right now. So, so yo, uh, how do you how do you pick like which rappers you you want on each beat that you have, man? Because I know you well, have. It looks like you got, you have a ton of features, man. Can you rat? You have the list in front of you. Just rattle off some names for for the listeners. To, uh, well, I mean, even further to check this out. Chrome Bill's favorite, Your Old Droog, is on the first track off the there meticulous LP. Then he's got a little fame feature on the next track, which is crazy to me. Uh, I think Little Fame is like one of the most underrated rappers of all time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rod Digga, Rock from uh, Helter Skelter, Guilty Simpson, uh, Hubs, never heard of him, but he's piece I like. Yeah, the, the he's track was dope. Um, Sixburg in the house. Hassan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mackie, Greg Grease, Beatty, Reach, Johnny Burgos, uh, Master Ace, Blue, Folkland, YU from Diamond District. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I was actually gonna say you, the Master Ace track. You know, I have one of the Master Ace track that is like a topic song. You know, he's got a Word. handful of these tracks where he kind of is like picks a topic and then he does every like variation of a name. You know, yeah, like he did yeah, one with was... like soap and like soda or something like that. I feel like, yeah, yeah. So that's dope, dude. You got that? That's that that's was, a piece. That was... That's a piece of history. You know? Yeah, I was uh, fortunate to to link up with him and uh he said uh he was writing to it and then a week later he's like yeah i'm done he's like this shit's gonna be dope and then uh he came over to skiz's spot uh-huh. to record it and he did it in one take and i hadn't i hadn't heard a rough or anything <laughs> I was like, Damn, this one take and it came out like that he's yeah that's why he's a legend man he, he's he's dope he handles his shit yep now yes. when you kind of kind of echoing your your question your original question steve is that do you yeah say this is the beat i could hear master ace on or is it the hey man i've got a ton of beats like here's 20 of them no let me know what moves you no i don't i don't do it like that because i feel like you, you can't uh complete a f- cohesive project if you're sending a bunch of beats because then they pick one that you might not want on your project uh for my producer ep and my lp i have mapped out i map out the beats in a row which ha- how i want to make the album and then i pick who would fit what voices fit there i think it's it's a little bit backwards and it takes longer but i'm happier with the product so using the droog example you're thinking this is the beat that sets off the album and then you just start saying well who who could get on it yeah the the weird thing though was like i knew i wanted that as my intro but i didn't know i wanted a rapper on it um i kind of wanted some scratches like how it was in the beginning um, but I wasn't sure how I wanted to do it. Uh, but then, um, I thought he would sound perfect over it and he, it's, I, it's he a perfect, it's it. a perfect Drew beat for sure, man. Thank you. I think, you know, we may have said this on another episode cause <laughs> the last couple I've gotten like borderline blacked out drunk, yeah. but the <laughs> Drew's game of like the way that he shows up on features, not that he doesn't kill it on his own shit. But he's been showing up on, I would say, on the meticulous joint. He's on uh, the West Side Gun joint. He absolutely murders. 
I feel like anything that I catch him on, he just That's, he dude. Kills that doppelganger shit that he just did was the, crazy. The doppelgangers too. one that might have been the the one that prompted me to to start waxing about Droog on features. Yeah, because now I'm running out of how many. I'm like, all right, what else is he on? <laughs> the joint with Nas, the Nas Droog song, long awaited. <laughs> yeah, it's called Who Is Who. Hashtag. <laughs> so, did, actually, meticulous. Did so? Did you meet Droog in person, or did you hear him first? Uh, well, I mean, I heard his music, and then then we met. Okay, um, did you think he sounded like Nas for a minute there? I, I mean, there I was can't talk to you. one I can't track talk to you. <laughs> on his... Uh, can you hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was fucking around. <laughs> uh, um, there was one joint on his first project. I was like, I kind of see it, but no. Okay. Nutty bars. We had yeah, heated... Right. We had heated debates on oh, this yeah. podcast. What, were your, was going what on. were your stances? I, I'm still convinced that he is Nas, no, even though I've not. seen it. I feel like he, there's like a he has like a Russian guy suit that he wears around. <laughs> Nas is just we're gonna peel Steve, his face Steve off. He was pulling like old Twitter references where he's like Sasha Jenkins was hanging out with Nas and said something's brewing on May something 2014. I definitely went deep, dude. We he has a, a reference. There's a reference to Illmatic on that um, on that EP that he came out with. You know. He has references to like Pete Search and Pete Nice on there, you know, and I was yeah. like, I was like, man, he's, he's got to be. He's, it. he's it's a smart, smart game plan for sure. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, he I, it's his voice. He didn't do it on purpose, you know. But right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, worked, it's the, I think the, it worked to his his benefit to have that kind of mystery, you know. It's the Bronson discussion. And I'll go back to what I always said that if I could sound like Nas, there's no way I would sound the way I do. <laughs> like they were like, do you want to keep your rap voice or do you want to yeah. sound like Nas? I'd be exactly. like, give me the Nas one, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was that dude that uh, tried to be like Jay Z and Angelus? Was that was his oh, name? Yeah, he was on the when the the reason I remember him was the Black Keys did the album with RZA. Angelus. And he was on a bunch yeah. of that, and I remember I was like, damn, this dude really sounds like Jay. <laughs> yeah. Yo, did you guys hear this Eminem sound alike? Hold up, which one? <laughs> There's this one dude who Yo! sounds just like fucking Eminem. Why does it always sound like I'm grabbing my nostrils? <laughs> Hold up. What are you queuing it that up? That was the M I used to listen to all the time. The the nostrils M. Oh, the nostrils M was the best. Yeah. Actually, Steve and I have debated this. Steve is one of the I like the actually, I like the weird British likes voice. Funny voice. I like the funny oh, voice really? Eminem. I love. Oh my god, no, <laughs> dude. dude! I think that's like when he was kind of the most you know un. <laughs> He was like off the hinges, dude. There's some the pain, like the pain, the pain pills, like yeah, like Indian Brit Eminem was the was the greatest to me. <laughs> There's some hip hop counterculture shit in your DNA that just makes you say that because it's not I agree. What anyone else? Says. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wait, which what era is the Funny Voice era? Uh, uh, like it was like three, yeah, like three a.m. Uh, oh yeah, it's three yeah, o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. oh people yeah, yeah. are snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I went heavy on that album, man. <laughs> That's a cool fucking album. I liked a couple tracks on there, but yeah, it's definitely it's different now. Yeah, different. So as far as as far as meeting MCs, uh, was a lot of that people coming into the store. Was there ever Eminem at Fat Beats? Uh, it, yes, but I wasn't there that day. Um, a dagger. You mean, you mean recently? It was uh, what was first recovery. He came in um, and talked to whoever was in the front, and he was just just hanging out. Asking people what they thought of the album. Basically. Wow, yeah. wow! But how does like the collaborations you start putting, especially the songs with multiple tracks? Like, are well, you or sorry, multiple MCs? Like the joint that there's the video for that has it's got Rusty Jooks, it has R.A. the Rugged Man, and it has Rock right yeah. from Health to Skelter. 
So is that you? All right, I have a relationship with these three guys, and I can, I can kind of pull it and tell the other one that they're going to be on it. Or is I, that I, there's I, like I got five people in mind for this track. Let me see who sticks. The, there. I didn't answer your first part. I I <laughs> met a bunch of people at the store, um, but I wasn't making music at that point. Like I was kind of still learning. I wasn't ready to put anything out. When I went to the warehouse and I did A and R, um, that's when I decided I was going to start making music. Uh, I met Rusty through Marco Polo because they did an album together. And, uh, fire album. The execution yeah, is, a fire, is a fire and, album. And uh, I had been talking to R.A. because I wanted to work with him. And he, he had never worked with any Duck Down artists uh, at all up until that point. And I was like, man, that a Rusty R.A. joint would sound crazy. And then I, I was like, it needs a hook. And uh, I linked up with Rock and he did a hook and a verse so yeah it was it was the first time ra worked with duck down or any of those artists and it, it came out nice it that was the first joint i ever released oh that was okay yeah that was my first song that's, that's got to feel good to hit like that you know yeah yeah and it was a different time back then too a lot i mean i feel like there's so much stuff and like you could get really good coverage on like an okay player or whatever but back yeah. then when you got coverage like on Na right that video I don't know. I think I think I had fifty thousand views in the first week, and wow, there's no way that happens now for no. like an indie producer artist because there's so so much. There's shit out. there's too there's too much stuff out right now. Yeah, you yeah. get inundated, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Uh, what are you even checking for now? Like, what's the? What are the artists that are coming out now that you, as a, the part of you that's still a fan, is like? Oh, oh I'm I still a fan. Wait. First, there's just far less. Uh, stuff that i'm happy with you know like <laughs> yeah with with being a hardcore fan comes the the knowledge to make accurate criticisms which was kind of what this jaded. show formed out of right <laughs> yeah. was us just being like i am so opinionated but have so much ability to back up my opinions that you we could talk for hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i love kendrick i thought that album was the best i c completely agree the best man and i think you know, he could have put out anything and people would have supported it, but the route he went and the the musical stylings that were um, uh, delivered, um, it was it was just classic. I love it. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a heavily layered album. You know. Yeah. There's so many levels to that album. Yeah. I like I like Anderson Pack. Yeah, I've been coming around saying. on that definitely. He's really talented. Um, Steve, you listen to that? To be honest, man, I haven't. You got yeah, you got to check. I need, you should I need dive to get in up on that. that. I think you would like it. I was I I loved the tracks he was on on the Dr. Dre album for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was set up real nice. But this this is more of like an R&B album. Right. I remember when the Schoolboy Q album came out, I texted uh Steve and uh the other guy that we do the show with Cole and and I was like, "Yo, you guys got to check this." And it was just that I was so gassed up the first song that has Anderson <laughs> Pack on it. Yeah, it was so <laughs> dope. And then like it not not that I disliked the album, but it kind of just like settled into the record that it was. Uh -huh. I was like, "Ah, this, okay. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have sent like the you need to check this today text." Yeah, I yeah. just <laughs> right. Hey, right. I'm checking this out. It's that cool. happens with the first track, you know. It does. Like, Sometimes you, you get like, hyped. It's going to be the best album ever. <laughs> can't bury the lead man if you yeah, got yeah, sure. you got a banger if you got a gem on there it's yeah. got to right. be 
Track one or two. I feel like one can get the skip. It's a very ADD generation now. Oh. Yeah. And sometimes if you hear someone talking, if you hear like, yo, 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 this is J-Zone, like someone might actually just go ahead and, yeah, and I mean, skip it. It's, yeah, it's crazy, right? Yo, this is pace one. You're listening to Chrome Pills. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly why I, I keep my track short because I know people, like even if they like the track, I would rather them rewind it than skip it. You know I, what I mean? I've noticed that your projects, the, the two that I know well, which is the EP and the LP, are uh, they're very like commute-based length for me. Like I start it, and it's about a half hour front to back. I think a lot of people have a half hour commute. It's like you put it in, I get all the way through, and then you know it's all yeah, to the next. Yeah, that's dope. That's that's yeah, really interesting. So I, I, yeah, yeah. I like, it reminds me of like the Bob Marley length too, where I think the propensity now, especially when you know, where people aren't typically pressing vinyl and a lot of stuff is digital is to say, fuck it. Like I'm going to put 25 songs out cause I got it. Right. 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 And yeah. then instead of realizing like, all right, how do I want this package to feel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's the most. Wow. Pause. Pause. Ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to the oh, show. <laughs> that's not the Odyssey hey, drop. Yo. Yeah, there you go. Hey, 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 yo. Um, yeah, that's the, the most important thing to me is having a, a full project you can just listen to front to back as opposed to like 30 joints on a CD that you're like, eh, like three, you know? Yeah. So do what you mix the, do you, Oh, good. Go I'm sorry. I was going to say, do you mix your own stuff? I've, I've mixed my, mixed my last uh, couple projects, my instrumental joint. Um, mm -hmm. I did not mix my LP, but I'm, I'm starting to do more. I, I pre-mix the beats and I tell the engineer how I wanted, how I want it to sound. So I kind of okay. do like the pre-mix thing, but. I'm doing more so now. And uh, the dude, NASA, I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, Cannibal Ox and yep. Def Jux era? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was the engineer during that time. He did. He got a lot of shout-outs on He got a lot of shout-outs yeah, on yeah, songs and sure. stuff. And yeah. uh, I met him in Fat Beats, too, and he introduced I'm like, yo, you're, are you NASA from... Yeah, and who did we? We had someone on that was like one degree of separation. Oh, it was the, uh, the guy... Have you ever seen the Adult Rappers documentary? Oh, yeah. And it's Wait, the dude from... Uh, Paul, I, Paul I Iannicino. Yeah, the dude from Hangar 18. He was the DJ for Hangar 18. Yeah, he was. It's like, that's actually a great Chrome Bills episode for people to for go back. For and sure. Check. Yeah, that's that's a highlight. Yeah, and, they, and they if you haven't seen that documentary, the documentary that's, that's an shit. amazing documentary. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to check that out. They did in stores and Fat Beats too for when they uh, what was the album called in 2004? Uh, oh, it's called the Multi Platinum Album. That's exactly. Or something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great. Yeah. It's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that in store. The world famous K chromosome. I'm changing my <laughs> rap name. You're killing it, dude. <laughs> Yo, and uh, oh shit, what was I about to ask? Well, while I'm thinking of this, I want to shout out. Um, we actually met at a bar, and I want to shout out Gary Forsyth. Yeah, man, that's He's, the homie yeah. at Norman's Kill in Williamsburg. That's my dude. Uh, the, when Meticulous and I met, it was uh, I was hanging out at a bar. He showed up. He was drinking. I know the bartender. He knows him. He knows that the two of us like hip hop. And um, he's like, yo, you guys should talk because his record release party, and this was for the Meticulous LP, he's like, oh. is in an hour and it's a block away from here. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, Eclipse yeah. was the DJing, bartender right? set you guys up on a blind date? Is that what yeah. I just yeah. heard? Yeah, Pretty sure. much. I mean, we were already sitting next to each other at the bar. <laughs> I lost my headphones. Oh, did you? Sorry, Shit. Man. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, Gary, I used to just go in there and... Uh, How's that? Is that fixed? Yeah, it's good. Thanks. Okay, good. You can slide um, over if you want. I'll slide this way. <laughs> Not <laughs> enough slack on that thing. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> My bad. 
<laughs> it's Chrome Bills up in this bitch. <laughs> it's closer to me. Let's talk about our first time we met. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, we met at the bar, and Gary's cool as shit, and he loves hip-hop, so. You ever heard any of his stuff? Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, put out an album on SoundCloud uh, maybe four or five months ago. Yeah. It's like a four-track EP. Um, but yeah, like we were talking and I, I ended up giving him a copy of my record and he was like, I don't know about, cause you know, you get a lot of music <laughs> when you talk music. He said, and, I don't know about this. Well, yeah. And like he texted me later, he's like, you know, whatever, this is the best shit I've, I've oh, okay, got right. from any, anybody like just that I haven't met before. And he's like, I thought this was going to suck. I really, I'm really glad it's good. <laughs> it's good. Cause we, it would have been weird then. Like if I came yeah. into, I'm like, dude, just give me a, give me a whiskey. And he'd be like, all right. Whatever. <laughs> all right just no whack beats tonight, yeah yeah right? exactly <laughs> yeah Chuck, i was, you, I, was Chuck, shocked. You, I was very positively surprised when i checked his shit out because he rhymes and did all the beats yeah oh, for real? and okay. he was in a he was in a uh a rock group during like the warp tour era man i forget the name of it yeah he, but he, he toured, did not like, strike me as hip-hop huh? when i met not him or not at all huh. yeah but he toured he had a pretty pretty successful uh, group in that time, but I forget the name. Of He's it. in like Limp Biscuit or something, or what? No, 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 nothing <laughs> like that. It was like the dudes that would open like the the first level Warp Tour type thing. Okay, I missed that. I played gotcha. at the Warp Tour in like two thousand and one and two thousand two. Only you really? at only at the local stops at Nissan Pavilion. That's dope in uh, Virginia. I handed out a, a vegan leaflets at a Warp Tour once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, that I is did. not a joke. What did they say? You can get here for free if you hand out these leaflets or whatever. <laughs> I was, I've told I was you going, my story about that. When I was going, uh, I was actually, going anti-ham on uh, the leafleting. It, it brings it brings a full circle because it brings in Ra the rugged man <laughs> and C's. Okay, okay. So me and C's were sitting at a, we had a booth at Scribble Jam. You know what Scribble Jam was? Yeah, like Scribble Jam. Scribble Jam, and it was they had an empty booth next to us on both sides because we were that popping. Yeah, you guys were popping. So on one of them, they were like, "We're just gonna let the dudes that are only here for one night flip on that." So on the left side, it was Doja Rays the first Uh night, and then it was Ari the Rugged Man the second night. Uh On the right side of us, when they were filling it up, they put Peta in there, and they were playing on a constant loop on these old like tube televisions that they had somehow gotten power to. Just videos like a 15 oh, second gift no. of like chickens getting, getting their heads cut off. And oh, shit like Jesus. <laughs> and it was like the first time I bonded with RA was I was we were just like, dude, <laughs> how did we end up? How is our stuff here? <laughs> like, at least you're on the other side of people are coming to check RA. And then they're like, who are these dudes? That's hilarious. <laughs> because I was getting no spillover from the PETA tent. And they're like, all right, what's this album with like a weed leaf on it? <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Who are these resonation you, guys? Oh, shit. <laughs> huh. Yeah, RA's dope to work with. Yeah. He came over. He wanted to work on the drops whenever we did Body the Beat. He came over to my apartment. He's like, yeah. Because I, I love doing drops. And he was like that adamant about getting his drops right, too. So I was what like, do you mean right, about dro- what, do you, what do you mean by drops? You know, when you drop out the beat and like you just hear the lyrics, no drums or whatever. And you. Bring oh, I got you. OK. It's sequencing shit. Yeah, exactly. OK. Exactly. Okay. But um, was there a question or. I don't know. Just, hey, I think tell I us more you know about what? R.A. the Rugged Man. I don't know. I, he seems like such an interesting guy because it's the hip hop stuff. But then he like does. He's like a film fanatic, and he knows everything about all these different directors in fucking movies, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. We never we never really get to talk movies, but he's into like, you know, horror movies and boxing and rap. Right. So Yeah. I, did you ever hear certainly. what he dude he got into like an argument on the radio with Floyd Mayweather once? Yeah. I was in did my car. <laughs> it was on Shade Forty Five or he's whatever it was at the man. time. He knows his, he knows his <laughs> shit. He's like, that's why you duck in Bama. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking legendary right there. You wanna um I need a beer. Do you wanna play a song? Yeah, definitely, definitely, something? definitely. Um I mean, the why you join, and then we'll come back with the because I was gonna say if I get to pick, I I, I think the favorite track I I've heard so far is the why you join. Hell yeah! And how did this how did this go down? Meticulous. I met uh, YU at the in store for um, in the rough. Him and Odyssey. And, there you go. Uh, and YU's like m- my favorite rapper. Like he's top, definitely top five for me right now. Strong, strong right there. I, I agree with that. He's I, so nineteen seventy eight. Dude, so slept so on. Good. I thought I thought uh, the urn was his best, but uh, I need yeah, to go back and dig into that a little more. He's crazy. It's crazy. He's so slept on. But um, we went we went back and forth. The first joint we actually did together was on a project I did called Mellow Two, and um, uh, it was him and Audible Doctor. And then it turned out really great. And I was like, I would love to have you on my LP. And he was he was down. So it, it that, worked really well. That's dope. Just hit the little little known little known fact is that I have um, YU smoke detector on my on my MP right here. <laughs> you, did you ever check I that told, interview? Uh, yeah, you, you said you had YU on, and I checked it out, and and I hit you up after that. I was like, yeah, you, that smoke detector was rough, but but it was a good interview. I remember. Really so actually, that was that was C's that did the interview. The the one of the three of us that's not here tonight, and I remember he's like, so I got the interview, and it's dope as hell. Dot dot dot. There's a smoke detector going off. Legendary it makes shit. it. Uh, it still could only. It could never be our worst interview because our worst interview was with producer, mega producer Broadway, aka <laughs> Tone, who was set up the same way that we're doing this G chat here today and forgot to record his vocals. Oh, shit. <laughs> are we and recording right now? We are. Co- okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you and guys I will continue recording? to jab him forever for that. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't oh, listen. So it's oh, my bad. There you go. No, you got it. <laughs> All right. So what up? This is the same way. Uh, meticulous featuring YU. I'm selling my man. You get tired of hearing like Chrome Bill. How much money in the bank and all that. But I'm not feeling the same feel like, you know what I'm saying? The music is supposed to make connection with how you feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how I forgot it, you know?
and just complain, let me explain my pain. I bang the rhyme, I'm without a time on my name is why I'm about building a better being. I'm singing and I put my chi into that. Me in the back, but still leading the path. Not trying to let cats just distract where my mission is at. They put that bullshit up here, why do you listen to that? I mean, it kind of tells exactly where your interest is at. You want the power, get the bread, never share celeb status, get head on the red, big booty bras in your bed. That's what you want, right? That'll be the highlight of your life, typical. That's the shit I don't like. I hold the mic for reasons. Speaking for the ones without a tongue, introverted, so assertive was the way when I was young. But now I'm blowing them out, so no one a doubt. I just get it in, then put it out. Niggas are quicker to doubt, but how I'm slicking they putting they foot in their mouth. Talking about more than you doing. Who in the hell got time to hear the tale? I'm trying to be doing well, too. Rhyming, I'm self-analyzing, so for real, dude, you could just chill. My focus ain't to outskill you. Tough times make you say fuck trying. That shit is mine. The trophy quote me, my name sign. Aim high, but I still did it though. Yup, and it was difficult, but I'm equipped to grow. Not dipping low and yes to different shows. A leader never ceases. That's cause he's got reasons to do this until the day he deceases. episode 108 want to shout out sees mics missing in action tonight but since we had the ability to have meticulous on it made sense to go trudge forward with the interview but especially since the here, chrome tape is coming out in spirit so where can people get the chrome tape you can get it right now off my Bandcamp. it's uh meticulous21.bandcamp.com and uh it's meticulous with an a too uh yeah meticulous with an a because my first name's matt <laughs> I want to put it M E. So, <laughs> fuck it, you know? respect. So, are you a detail-oriented uh, person? Yeah, I mean, I feel like when people ask me that, it has a negative connotation, like I'm <laughs> anal. But I just, you know, I I like to make my beats in a meticulous way. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you what? showed up. You showed up early in New York, which is amazing. You showed respect. up early for the interview. We were respect. like, all right, he's on. We said 8.30. We're on New York time, so it'll be sometime between, you know, 8.45, 9 time, o'clock. Time is and you were, That's tight, dude. It's appreciated. Yep. Especially when you're a kid, man. Your time is precious, you know? <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> Like, you I get that even. hour. You get the hour when they take a nap or something. I'm like, all right, I just made two beats. <laughs> True. How, so many beats, kid, you, uh, how many beats are you making now that you're a father of two? Uh, I've made one beat in the past six months. And that's the, what, the one for the junkie? But it made it on the radio. That's so true. I'm good. So I'm good. Hey, man, you're batting a thousand. Dude, I, I'm <laughs> feeling good about that. That's dope. 
And my daughter likes it. We listen to that, it every day in the, the car. That's the most important thing. The most important. Yeah. Do you have kids? Well, I have one. Oh, congrats, brother. She'll, yeah, thanks, man. She'll be two in August. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I got a, my daughter's two and a half, so. Oh, that's dope, man. Yep. But yeah, Father. by far her her best or her favorite project of mine is the chrome tape. Like she, she likes the chrome I, tape. I, yeah, I put the tape in and she's she vibes the whole time. And she always says, Some more, some more. So Do you think she's <laughs> anti rapper and she's more into like No, she likes she likes rapping, but but she she likes instrumentals. She likes beats. I don't know. Who's uh what rapper is she really gravitating to? It's the YU joint that comes on. She's like, every time she I likes, hop up on this mic. Actually, she likes Black Hoodie Rap. That's her favorite Black, <laughs> yeah. Black Hoodie Rap has what? Uh, uh, Rod Digga and, and Lil Fame. And Lil Fame. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, when we mentioned Lil Fame earlier, I, that, yes. I stumbled on, you know, because I'm obsessed with Black Thought. I yeah. believe that uh, last week when I was drunk, I called him my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> to me, he, I mean it as a compliment. To me, he has a, a strong case for the greatest of all I time. I think, I think, yeah, the more and more we talk about him, it, the, it becomes like top five. He's now he's never, like top three. We're like, we're down to top three at this point, yeah. you know, with, with uh, Black Thought. I think the only argument that takes him out of being number one. No solo album. Would be, the, yeah, it would yeah. just be the no yeah. solo album or, or just the fact that there isn't, I'm not sure there's a signature record, and I'm not sure there's a signature song, right? There's not that moment but does of clarity the way that... Well, it, no, but there definitely doesn't have to be. There definitely doesn't have to be. But it makes the argument so much easier when someone's right. like, oh, Jay-Z's not number one, and then someone's like, plays Can I Live? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's pretty fucking ill. Yeah, but what about Nas? What's his signature song? Does he have one? He has a signature album. Like represent, I feel like almost anything off like New York State of Mind. New York State uh, of Mind represent. A, I, I view that as maybe Nas is like one. if you want to. Nas is like could could be later. Could yeah. be it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But Whereas I think the Black Thought stuff is a. There's there's a strength in the fact that the shit is never whack, right? There's there's not this moment where it's like, oh, remember when he tried to do this and he sounded corny yeah. as shit? That doesn't exist. Nope. But then, like the best verses, they just they're they're scattered, and it's even the albums that you forget about, like the Tipping Point or yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Phrenology, where you would still just go in and on track eleven, it's like, damn, he went fucking raw dude, as that, shit for two minutes to I, start this. Song. Dude, that track with um, Static Selector that he did a, like a couple years back. Yeah, that oh, verse I, was Joey, crazy. Joey Badass with, and uh, yeah, dude, I, that? Raekwon. I was just you know had something on shuffle, and that fucking song came. I was like, Jesus, like. Is that the greatest verse I've ever heard? It was, long. <laughs> it was a long verse. Too. Yeah, it was like goddamn <laughs> 60 bars or something, yeah. you know? So I stumbled on it. It's on a Tony Touch uh, Toka Tuesday. It's okay. a video on YouTube. They're all sitting in the studio. It's like the dude I know from exact, dude I know from exactly Dead Prez, what you're talking about. Yep. Lil Fame, Black Thought, and I think Sean Price even comes in for a little bit. And it's not a freestyle. Like, you can tell... At least it's not entirely freestyle, and by that I mean like off the head. Because right, I know sure. in, in New York the term freestyle sometimes spit means a like... Spit 16. Yeah, spit a 16. <laughs> They're like, oh, you picked the beat for me, so yeah. I'm freestyle. But I'm, yeah, like... Uh, You're going to hear this verse in like four months on yeah, a different exactly. beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I respect Rod Digga. She's like, because when I do a verse, you ain't going to hear it on my CD. <laughs> <laughs> Tricking mad low and brow. This is how it's going down. But like he, he does these like... They're these long, like it's that same thing like you're saying about bird's eye view. Like, yeah, they're these long 48 bar verses, and then he's like able to weave in things where he'll be like, "Oh, 
uh, something, something Tony touch. And like, you know, it's a written rhyme, but he's like, oh, I could freak this and still make it about the moment and make yeah. it unique to now. And they're just the thing about the verses is they're fucking relentless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even even that that uh, acapella he did like for ha- the Harvard Business School or something yes. the other day. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. Off the that. chain, yeah. dude. <laughs> So is that like a so do you have like a, a short list of dream collaborations? Yes, he's I man, if I could do an album with Black Thought. Yeah. That, That's it. Yeah, that would be uh, yeah. Shit. What about for songs like who's just rattle off some names that come to your mind of people that if they said, "Hey, I, you know, they reached out to you and said, "Hey, I, I really like your shit. I'd like to do something." Probably that uh, you'd be like clicking your heels. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I do that. Yeah, Yo, <laughs> clicking your heels. <laughs> I don't know why I used that phrase, but I'm I don't know why it. he did. Hashtag. Spirit animal. You if watch, you could like, meet your spirit, spirit animal, animal, would you click your, your, your heels three times? Was in the past couple of days. Like, <laughs> that's how we celebrate. Um, He's yeah, on fire. Black thought. Pharaoh Munch. Um, Kendrick for sure. Anderson Park. I just like the idea of doing a whole album. I like I that's I like doing producer albums, but I would prefer just producing for one artist personally. And, yeah. And no one's ever approached you on that or just never the right person. Never the right person. Like Billy the MC has been like, "Yo, let's get on, son." Yeah. He's no. actually gotten he's gotten a lot better though. Yo, Billy's yeah. nice. Wait, who was yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> What was the one from last episode? It was <laughs> not push and pull. There was some, <laughs> there was some crazy made. We have this theme on the oh. show where we come up with made up rap names that sound like they would make a lot of sense. Yeah, Bob and Weave. Oh, it's Bob and Weave, <laughs> the ill combo. Bob and Weave. <laughs> is that a super group or is it one dude? No, it's no, no, that's two a super guys. Group. Okay. But they keep yeah, you yeah, guessing. Weave yeah, is actually <laughs> like really straightforward. You wouldn't uh-huh. see it coming. He kind of rhymes like very deliberate. Like he's kind of like an evidence. How are you spelling this? Is it, is it just an N or is it and? Or no, I think it's got to be an word? N. Yeah, it definitely okay. has to be an N. Bob, yeah. and, Bob and Weave. I like yeah, that. Yeah, pull, pull a T. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> pull a T's in there. Three chains. <laughs> KRS2? He's nice. I'm telling you. Not as good as KRS1. But his opinion of African Bambata, a little bit easier to swallow. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that's that. Um, so what about uh, uh, folks from your hometown? So oh, you from yeah. you said you're from Pittsburgh, or yeah, well, I'm okay. from a t- small town outside of Pittsburgh, uh, Evansburg. Okay, okay. S- small town, just yeah. But um, since um, Mac Miller and Wiz yeah. kind of blew up, the scene has gotten a little better. Yeah, uh, and there's a couple dudes that I I really love from their uh, hubs. Yep. Who's on the album? Beatty is on the album, and uh, this group called Folkland. They're uh, two dudes. They reminded me so much of Slum Village when I first heard them, and they're they're not really like they're not really popping like yeah. that in Pittsburgh. But I just I just love them. I love their yeah. voices. They and sound a lot like Slum Village, dude. Yeah, when I was listening I to the record, feeling. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you got Slum Village on the record. That's dope. And then yeah. it was I looked down. I was like, oh, okay, Folkland. Um, and that's not a shot. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean that's that's yeah. dope. But uh, yeah, I actually in two thousand. What year was that? 2012. I did a mm. free EP with Fat Beats. They put it out um, just digitally, and it was just all MCs from Pittsburgh. It's called the Confluence EP. Um, yeah, check that out. It's on my SoundCloud. But okay. uh, BD Hubs, Folkland were on there. This dude, John Quest, uh, Shad Ali, and um, forgive me if I'm forgetting a couple names, but yeah, it was just all Pittsburgh rappers. 
That's what's up. There's another dude, Bo- Boaz. Is that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. He signed with uh, uh, Rostrum, I believe. Yeah. That's, uh, yep. That was Wiz Khalifa's group. Um, that's that's his label. shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That's dope. Um, is there another meticulous out there? There is. There's actually okay. a rapper on the West Coast. Um, dope. And he does. It's kind of more trap trap style. Right. Um, but the only the I've always I always spell my name lowercase, and I try to like differentiate that way because we spell it the exact same way. He does it with right. an M because I think his I'm not sure what his first name is, but yeah, it's kind of sucks on iTunes because our music isn't it lumped as in the same artist. It's but, lumped up. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you'll definitely tell because yeah, look, it's a little I bit look different. Totally different than him. And yeah, he has one album. It, he has one album that is is a little more like clubby sounding, you know? Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a LFMA or whatever, LMFAO album or whatever. Yeah. And I'm I was like, this doesn't this doesn't but this doesn't quite sound like what I was expecting. Is that yeah. the one that you first checked and then we're like, yo, who the fuck is Chuck Booking? Like I need to get up to New York yeah. and take control of this situation. <laughs> now yeah, now was, that I now that I look, maybe his name is Marticulous. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Why is it I'm spelled that way, or are you just dropping bombs? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> it was just a bad. I didn't joke. know where you were going with that. I didn't. Yeah. It was just a bad joke. So we have we occasionally have a few of those. <laughs> it happens. I have a question because I know Steve's going to ask it, and I know a lot of our nerdy uh, fans, and I mean that in the most affectionate way. Can I guess what the question is? is? The equipment. Oh yeah, guess yeah, please guess. This, was that the guess? Yeah, you already yeah, had it. Yeah. Because oh. that's, that's every that's common. Every interview I do, they ask me what what equipment I use. <laughs> no shot, no shot. But, but people, we it? waited. I actually wasn't was, yeah, yeah, forty-five yeah, minutes in. Yeah. So do. we're happy to have meticulous here. So how exactly <laughs> did you make these hip hop beats that you make? Um, well, there's like a sampler, and yeah. um, so what we do is I we click we my get heels us, and then beats. <laughs> we beats get us. Yeah, <laughs> I click my heels and beats come. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I use a MPC two thousand XL uh, and um, Pro Tools, and I have like you know. Sent like a Yamaha motif that I never use anymore, but I use, um, <laughs> um, you know, just like virtual synths and stuff like that, but mostly just records, drum machine, Pro Tools. That's it. There you go. Put are there like, are there rules that you follow Not in anymore. terms of sampling? Not no, anymore. okay, it's fuck yeah, it. Because it, it's all just, out the window, just right? Vinyl. Yeah, no, like, yeah. No one cares, so why am I going to limit myself? Because I'm making a rule. You know, I'm right, making a rule right. for myself. Like I'm only going to use vinyl. I'm not going to online but, dig. I'm going to, you know, no. Right. Focus, okay. Right. So you used that term earlier when we were talking about how record collections bloom. This was uh before the show started. Okay. And you said online digging. So that's what you meant by that is finding obscure MP3s and then using those to chop up. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Because like I love going to the record store. I I love it, but with a daughter. You know, yeah. if I have an hour, would I rather go to the record store or make a beat? I would rather make a beat. I want to be productive. So that's what I do. If you do go to the record store now, where are you going? You're staying in Dollar Bin, motherfucker. Dollar Bin. <laughs> oh, yeah. straight up Dollar up Bin. The Dollar huh? Bin. It's all about the Washingtons. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So, what's the illest shit you ever found in the Dollar Bin? Illest shit to sample or illest record? Illest record. There's. Okay. Collect like like this is a hundred dollar record and I just copped it out of the dollar bin. Well, I Have don't ever, know. I don't know if it's um, maybe it's not monetary. I don't for know you. if it's a hundred if it's worth a hundred dollars. But I got the James Brown, um, the joint with the Man's World on it, the soundtrack. 
Ah, oh, the name is escaping me right now. But this uh, is a man's world. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole album, man. I'm uh, I've disrespected okay. myself. I should right know now. it too, but whatever. It's it's all good. And um, I got. Uh, you ever hear that joint by E. Roll called "Listen"? It came out in 1994. <laughs> wow. It's a West Coast joint. It samples. Yeah. Um, I love it. This Sun, is the first sunshine. Uh, play. Yeah. Find, oh, find oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roy Ayers. Everybody yeah, loves yeah, yeah. the sunshine. But I bought yeah. that shit for a dollar. And then yeah. you guys remember um, the sound library? It was Of on, course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were selling that for 50 bucks. That's scary. And I love that joint. And I got it for a yeah. dollar. And it's like pristine. And they're selling it on their shelves for 50 bucks. I'm like, right. damn. Right. Um, so <laughs> probably those two. Those two dollar bin finds were. That's were, fire. Were, memorable was that joint you did with yu was that a was that a sample based record or was that were you playing you. on that i can't tell you that. oh true i'm not i'm not trying to blow no no it's all good no it was it's both actually it's both okay yeah because so like have deviated into doing yeah i do I, of yeah yeah i do i do both um i like to incorporate the sample with you know whatever bass i play whatever synths i play mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's just that's my style right now it who's changes, doing the cut? Who, who's doing the cuts on your records? I've had three different people do cuts. Uh, this dude okay. DJ Brace, who is from uh-huh. Canada, and he's monster. He just won the uh, 2016 online DMC championships. Oh, for um, real? Mm-hmm. That means he's soon to be a Chrome Bills guest since we've had what 14 <laughs> and 15 on. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll um, I'll hook it up for you. If you can, that'd be awesome, my man. Yeah, we had uh, we had DJ Juno DJ ID. Shout out to DJ okay. ID. Good ID, Who and then Throwdown. I guess didn't he didn't win. He was like in third place. I think. Third place. Yeah, Throwdown you got third check place. Check out his routine. He did it. He did it in Miami, and the the ocean is behind. Him. Oh, dude, I saw that one. It was fucking incredible. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, he's it was the first it, DJ to to do that. Yeah, um, he, Chuck. Do you know what a fretless fader is? When you take the piece like off a, and you just use it's like a wah wah pedal, but a no. But a, oh, okay. It's for, like they link up the yeah. the cross fader to the pitch control, so you can speed up. Like if you move your fader up, then it speeds the record up or it slows it down. So it really kind of takes it's, like it's the instrumentation like to like another level. Effect. Yeah, it's cool dope. as fuck, man. Okay, but he won a Juno in two thousand four. Also for his, uh, he had an instrumental album. I, I forget what it was, the name of it. Shout out um, to DJ Brace, man. DJ Brace, what up, homie? Hell yeah, if we can hook that, that'd be great. Um, and DJ Skiz, and Come also uh, um, Element. He did a he did the cuts on the track called "The Hulk" on my EP. Bet. Steve was getting ready to throw his hat in the ring. I, I, like, no, I'm not. I got skills on this. No, no, dude. I listened to the to the cuts on the album, and I was like, oh, these guys are all better than me. But that's all right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Skiz is a monster, man. Skiz oh, yeah. is super, super dope, man. I really like his record too. Yeah, he's dope. I feel yeah. like the, the the Chrome Tape and his his new record, that Cruise Control record, seems like they kind of have a similar vibe. You know what I mean? You know what's crazy? Um, we both didn't know what we were working on, and he oh. he came into New York a couple months ago, and he's like, "I'm putting this shit out called Cruise Control," and he showed me the artwork. I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm doing this thing called the Chrome Tape," and we played played the albums for each other and we're like fuck yeah this is dope like we're kind of on that like just chill i when i made this chrome tape i you ever see menace to society of course yeah. where the scene <laughs> where he's in the car bumping 
uh, computer love. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just wanted mm-hmm. to make my own version of that. Mm-hmm. Just like get in the car and just let the, let the beats just ride out and, uh, just vibe. And he was kind of on that, that same wavelength, but, but put MCs on it. It's dope. It comes out tomorrow. You guys should definitely. I feel it. like when you're talking about digital digging, as far as songs go, one of the hardest things to find is on the show soundtrack. There was Biggie doing "Me and My Bitch" over, over the computer, computer love. love instrumental. Can't find Classic. that shit anywhere in I'll, like the I'll YouTube. You. you have it. Okay. I have it on MP3. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I like it. I but like I, it. I've had it since like what ninety yeah, whatever because it was on the it was on the album. Man, that was the first track. First track I went to. <laughs> he had the ultimate pause line there too. If you Which recall. You look so good, I'd suck on your suck on your daddy. Oh, that's, 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 that's as bad. He drops as that again. in another, another track, though, right? No, it's in it's in me and my bitch. By the way, yeah, I actually yeah. had heard yeah, one yeah. of the great pause or AO lines earlier. <laughs> was uh, I was listening to Redman today? It was Cosmic Slop. I'm not even sure what this means, but you should cue up the button. Is that Keith Murray said? Uh, he's that man. Listen, I'll give you a whole crew of ass drenching. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, is that, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. You might got more cash than me. You got, I was just gonna drop yeah. right? Man, that battle was dope though. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys remember the? Did you buy the DMX? It's Dark and Hell's Hot album. Uh, if I, 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 I have it, it, I, yeah, I, it, I had it. Yeah, yeah I got that it. campaign, the Def Jam campaign for that summer. Uh-huh. They came with double discs, and they yeah. and the second disc they gave you uh, unreleased songs of albums that were coming out. And that LL Cool J disc was on the the second disc of the album. Oh, that was the, the, album. Oh. the name there. Survival, Survival of the, the Illest. Illest. Yeah, yeah. Survival yeah, of the yeah, Illest. Yeah. yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, damn. So I went out and I actually heard LL's first, and then I went back and bought Cannabis's CD single. And then I uh, I went to see LL at Three River Stadium in 98, and that was like one of the first times he performed it. It was dope. Wow. And that was what, the response to Second Round Knockout? Yes. Yeah. To me, more forgettable than second second round knockout. To me, that sticks out is, yeah, yeah. it is. Dope. I think he won I, just I like just based off that. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, I think he won off of that one. I love when people would really go fucking balls to the wall, but I think that a lot of times I only remember one track. Like I know Ice Cube had a response to <laughs> you. <laughs> I know he did, and I've heard it, but that, like I just remember. Did he? That have might be my favorite this track of all time yeah it's a p-rock beat p-rock beat P- i yeah. actually have that on record and my limited do, record do, collection do. that would be one of them and, and yeah uh, and i gave it to you no i've had it <laughs> since before i even knew you no <laughs> yo my line <laughs> you guys I are beefing right now no i remember shipping it to you that's all right and the oh, i might have doubles then okay all right you guys are no no you know what i sent you the rel- i sent you the relativity uh that's what it is i have I sent those. you the I have the f- I have the single with the instrumentals and everything, and you're right. You're right. You sent me the okay. DJ Duop. So the relativity both... mixtape continues on. <laughs> that was a good mixtape. Good one man. too. That yeah, was a good mixtape. Uh, who who else was on that? That had the uh, it was Beat Nuts. If you owe me money, you better find that shit. Like before Stone Crazy came out. Ridiculous. Talk yep. about a group and just a, in particular that record of things to go back to. God damn. <laughs> Like, is there, I, I mean, obviously, if I was like, who did you grow up listening to? And you were like, yeah, Jay-Z, Nas, Wu-Tang, Boot Camp. Like, I feel like that's the low-hanging fruit. But are there any of those groups out there, like for me, like Red Man is one and the Beat Nuts are another, that are not on everyone's immediate list where you're like, God, this is what really, uh, on top of the other stuff, what really like put me into the next level for hip-hop? 
fandom. I was going to say uh, one of my other favorite disc joints was uh, DJ Quick's Dollars and Cents. Okay. Nasty. Um, he's he's one of those dudes for me. Like he's probably tied for my favorite producer of all time. Mm. What's your so favorite he, D- DJ Quick album? Well, here's the thing. I I don't well probably rhythm rhythmalism. Okay. That came out in '98. Um, but yeah, like it's hard for me to go get through an entire Quick album uh, because there's a, always a couple joints that I'm just like. I see where you were going, but right, but yeah, he's he's him and Diller are probably my two favorite uh, producers. In- interesting. I got a I got a, a quick album that I bump all the time. You ever heard Trauma? Of course, dude. Of course. Trauma, yeah, Trauma, it, Trauma is my Super shit, dope. dude. Yeah, you you hear Book of David that came out in two thousand. I did. Admit, so th- yeah, there's like three or four on there. I'm like, this is this is a brilliant track. Like the one. He, uh, wait, was the Book of David the one with Corrupt? Yep, Flow for okay. Sale. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. He's got yeah some he came, some beats. He on. came to Brooklyn. It was the first okay. time I had ever seen him. Yeah. It was, it was super dope. Yeah. He's a cool motherfucker, and there's a lot of videos of him just making beats in the lab, and I'm like, okay, this guy's he, extreme talent. Plus, he he knows how to freak every piece of equipment. Plus, he knows how to engineer. Like the dude's an engineer. Like he's he's on point. Yeah. For sure. For sure. When you nine said, times, nine times out of ten is the joint that I always offer that one that I'm like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I just love that sound. To me, there's that there's like that one sound effect that I always associate with him. I know, <laughs> the, I know his career goes so much deeper than that. But the, the uh, flexitone. The <laughs> yep, that's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. It's called a flexitone. Sorry, I'm a nerd. <laughs> so when uh, you mentioned coming to Brooklyn, for as a as a producer especially when you're doing albums that have like 25, 30 MCs, like what, uh, how do you approach playing live? Uh, you DJ, was there times you were DJing? Would you do like, uh, I know for a while there were like beat showcases that were big among producers where I, I, I used to love to go to those events where there'd be yeah. four guys and it'd be like fucking Marco Polo and, and Jay zone and do other producers and they're just going to sit there. I prefer those as opposed to like beat battles because uh, I've done, I've done those and I don't think I'm the type of producer to, to do that. I'm more of a producer to do the showcase style because those, I don't know, it's just a different atmosphere and it's, yeah. it's always like a certain type of beat that they play in those things like this right i was trying to find the right <laughs> words but you it's got to have that that, like, hor- yeah. that horn in there it's kind of like yeah, yeah. Da-dum, da-dum, yeah. Da-dum, da-dum, all i know is dj mugs would have been killing everyone like <laughs> he, he would have brought out the we ain't going out like that beat and the nine thousand other renditions of that it just be like yeah but um yeah, what was the question? I'm sorry. Uh, when, when you, uh, if you're gonna go in public, like how? Yeah, that's how, how I, you know. That's how I would do it. And and I I DJ too, and I'll throw my stuff in in the mix or whatever. But I haven't I haven't really actively DJed as much as I did before, like making music and children. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I I mean I wish I would love to I would love to go on tour with an artist. That would be my outlet of of choice like going overseas because because artists like myself people appreciate you more overseas where they like support 
where they actually support that. <laughs> the way to say it. Yeah. Where people actually support. It's true. What like why the fuck is I feel like Europe is they're just better hip hop fans over there. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know. Like don't why know is that why like, it doesn't make any sense to me, but Yeah, I don't know. They love Like the they still have that purist. They're like purists, you yeah. know. And and it's, I don't want to make music that sounds dated, but I like to be kind of rooted in some sort of tradition. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know if it's the fact that they like nostalgic sounding stuff or what, but Yeah. Yeah, there's a definitely Australia. I, mean, I think it's something Poland, about Russia for sure. It's something about the sound sounding like the logical next step as opposed okay. to a completely different genre of music. And what okay. I mean by that is that when you listen to XM or Sirius, they have 50 different rock stations and they've parsed it every way. Yeah. Where like punk music and classic rock like Led Zeppelin and Blink-182 are not on the same station. Like right. It's completely different genres of music. It's all under the umbrella of rock, but no one's confusing the two. Whereas like current, you know, like you use the term like trap, like to mm-hmm. me to play like a trap record and then to play like a Afro Marco Polo record as the next song. Yeah. It's kind of like you're just lying to yourself that that's even the same music. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think they're more into that like logical progression of like, okay, I... I liked New York hip hop in the late '90s. What does it sound like in 2016? Would you say, because I don't know this to be true or not, but would would you say like f- fans of Afro and Marco Polo can be just as big of fans as say like a who's like a big trap rapper right now, like the Bobby Shmurda, designer? Is I that think is, is that like? Right I yeah, mean, I think I that's probably possible, a real thing. But like, yeah, I think would, it's true. Would people go buy that by the same? Do you, would you think? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I think today. it's just a youth. Really that's a youth thing because I, I think Afro probably would like beyond like the skill level is that he also has the youth going for him. Right. You know, so I feel like he's he could win just off of that as well. But do you think someone eighteen would hear those beats and be like, "This doesn't sound like what I'm used to being shoved down my throat." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We need to get actually like I've, how how old are you, meticulous? Thirty five. Okay, so we're you know yeah we yeah so like when's the last time we had an eighteen or nineteen year old on the show? You know we need to get some some younger perspectives on things. You know yeah. we need yeah, like I a guess youth, that's the youth only way to we need like find yeah out. we need like a youth correspondent. That we should get a youth correspondent and have them like especially we need to get someone that's really opinionated. To tell us uh, why we're fucking lost, an right? Opinionated we, youth. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah, I feel I like every, when you were 18, you think you know everything. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. They'd be like, have you ever even been to a concert? LP is the greatest rapper of all time. Don't tell me anything else. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what company flow is. What's that? Oh, yeah, go for it. Actually, hey, play, uh, uh, yeah, actually, can, can we just do I'm going to give you this for like 30 seconds because uh, so Camp Lowe did Lucini, right? Obviously, they, they played Lucini, but um, during like the last verse of it, they remixed it with Bobby Schmurda, like a newer beat. And I so when I was driving home, I was like just Googling those two like what the fuck? And it turns out there's like this pretty famous remix that somebody put together of these two songs and it works really well. <laughs> so like okay. kind of to tie in what we were just talking about. So this is a uh, Bobby Schmurda and Camp Lowe remix here. <laughs> <laughs> 
If this plays an advertisement, I'm gonna be mad as fuck. Nah, we're good. Crow like obviously, Bills obviously you've heard this beat, one. right? Obviously you heard this beat, right? Zero. Okay. Eight. Yes. This is it. What? Lucini pouring from the sky. Let's get rich. What? The cheeky finds the sugar dance. Can't quit. What? Now pop the crocus in the Vega and I've got to hear it when it hits. What? What? Introducing Phantom of the dog walk through my heaven with levitation from refresh and change. Yeah, you can't even front on that. <laughs> yeah, you can't front on this right here. You cannot front on that. As we confiscate your figures. Yo, I feel like this is like this is right in your lane of going to somebody's house party and putting this shit on and just being like, I win the party. You better play this on Saturday. <laughs> oh, true. We might we bring, rap, we, we might rap with a WR. We're at 73, so we're good. We can rap, but um, we'll come back and rap. I want to I want to play this for him, actually. Right? This is like the best of every world. <laughs> well, that actually uh, just made an argument for why it's the MC's fault. It's the MC's fault, right? It's the MC's fault, because that's insane. Yeah. Alright, so I'm going to run this back for you. Okay. So uh, when Camp Lowe did uh, Lucini on Tuesday night, uh, like one of the last verses, they threw on uh, the Bobby Shmurda beat behind it. Oh, word. So when I was driving home, I, I looked it up and it actually, I guess there's this pretty, uh, there's this DJ who put this this blend out and it's like got a ton of downloads on it okay. and the shit works really well. So I really? want to know what you think, what you think about it. Up, yeah. <laughs> wait till this shit drops, though. Yeah, it works, man. Like, Yo, that shit works, right? It, it does work. It, it does work, holy shit. But having heard the vibe of the original song, like, you almost yeah. can't... Know what that original was like. If you're an 18, 19 year old person that doesn't know, right? They would right. love that. They would love that. That sounds. That, it's dope. it's crazy, right? I was like, I was like, there's no way this is. They were actually gonna be on my album, but this, this shit fell through. Oh, that would have been. They were gonna be the the track on my uh, the Chrome tape called um, Very Excite. It's called Very Excite. They were that was gonna be. Uh, it's like a Borat shot. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that track was gonna be on my album with Camp Low, but it, the shit fell through. Oh, yeah, they kind of that they. Hold up, can we can we hear a snippet of that? Yeah, if you go to my, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, you're getting your DJ Quick on right here, dude. Yeah, I wanted like a Lucini kind of part two with that. What's the guy's name that did the Lucini beat that also did feeling it? Ski, uh, ski, ski beats. Ski beats. Ski. He said yeah. skiz. <laughs> skiz. I was like, wait, we've been talking about him all night. <laughs> ski beats, dude. Ski beats did uh, uh, Dead Presidents too, man. Yep. And really? ski beats was in a group called the Busy Boys back in the '80s, dude. And 
from Carolina, North Carolina. They got some dope tracks, man. Really ill DJ. Ski just record or uh no, vinyl. Yeah, that shit's vinyl. It's like a that's like a two hundred dollar record, the busy boys with ski beats. And he that's fucking cool. rhymed too, and he's nasty. That's old was that your house? Hold up. What the yeah, fuck was smoke that? detector? I think my smoke detector. Shout out why you <laughs> people <laughs> of the day what we say what we say. <laughs> we gotta get him back on. Word up. We've so got uh, all three of them. We've completed the Diamond District at least. Oh, and I meant to say this earlier and we moved on. Mm. I would be remiss. Okay. We were talking about DJs. Click we news. didn't bring up DJ Rags, friend of the show. Shout also out did the cuts on uh, the most recent Diamond District album. Oh, we're on Mar- uh, March on Washington. That's dope. March on Washington. Yeah, that's a good, good joint. That's that's Papa Papa Chrome right there. <laughs> <laughs> good call. We could probably. So yo, uh, he, he's one of those seasoned veterans where like we could probably get his daughter to come in and tell us why. We're stupid about trap music. <laughs> it's a great idea. Like Actually, that is a great idea, Chuck. <laughs> so, yo, thanks for coming through, Meticulous. Appreciate it, man. No doubt, Hell man. Yeah, thanks, man. For, thanks for having me. Was, Good looking it out. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. So, ch- everybody, check out the Chrome Tape. I'm going to check it out, too, right now. Yeah, if you want, hit me up on Twitter, Meticulous21, and uh, Facebook, Meticulous Music, and SoundCloud, Meticulous Music. Bet. Oh, yeah. If you're playing, are you playing something to close us? You already got it queued? I was uh, going to say the remix. Okay. Uh, by the way, I love Reef the Lost Cause. It's yeah, he's dope. Ill man. He's dope. And I, I remember I saw. I knew he was good, and then I saw him live in uh, in DC, and he did Sound of Philadelphia over the instrumental for Last Days by Onyx. Oh, dope. wow! And it was so like it was just one of those moments where I was like, "Yo, I'm really not. I'm not treating this guy like a tier one MC the way he deserves." Like I knew he was good, but I was yeah, like, "Wow, this dope. guy's really, really good." Yeah. And it's the it's the remix. So both the beats are made by you, right? But right, it's the yeah. remix version on the EP. Yeah, that that version didn't come out on the uh, original version. Uh, just just the just the regular version. But then Soul Spasm, Spol- yeah, sorry, Soul Spasm <laughs> re-released. You can edit that. Out. Beers. <laughs> Shout no, out to no. Six Point Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah, Soul Spasm re-released my EP and put that joint on as like. Uh, the bonus track or whatever okay yeah all right let's check it out uh this is once invented right yeah that's right bet cause killer crush cowards go flat just a fucking follower without the ad sign why you trending topics i puff the illest tropics blend somewhere in amsterdam with the thickest pocket how you sign with niggas but claim indie how you rhyme with niggas who ain't stingy how you that fucking broke but claim fendi how you an mc but never rhymed on an mp these are questions I ask when I step in your path Cause you stay so corny, your records is trash Don't make me trash them, rap niggas got me laughing Cause they funny like Tracy Morgan But dressed like Tracy Chapman I make ugly rap, this the lyrical version of Beetlejuice I smoke weed and just eat the booth Black Air Max and my jeans are loose Smack it to your teeth loose Keep the lost cause, you fucking need recruits I get a rush when I bust some dope lines So people beat my, my technique freaks and how my shit sound The world is born, and I leave mics torn Come on, the watch this spot get blown Take your mind back, back to where the, the all four was once invented. For, for real, for, for real, check it. Bring that, that, bring that, that shit back. 
you got it twisted if you think I'm just a battle rapper I'm just a rapper, that's the reason that they're laughing at you I get respect from all the dudes that you pattern after Classic like Casablanca of the Casablanca She re-examined the difference between the feast and famine Now we expanding the other instincts that we commanded Whether it's sink or swim or fight or flight Trigger fingers might decide when in time we gon' have to leave the planet It's no wonder I don't fuck with a much shit I call a pussy but I love it too much I miss the planners when I'm clutching my nuts Rap star, bad bar, wiping blood off my tusk Motherfucker Now, what killed the record store head of forensics No ifs, ands, or metaphors clear off your lenses It's on y'all, I don't mean to offend But half of the fans deserve a capital sentence God damn I get a rush when I bust some dope lines So people beat my, my technique freaks and how my shit sounds The word is born when I leave Mike's torn Come on, the watch spot get blown I take your mind back, back to where the, the all four was once invented for real, for real, check it. Bring that shit back. I get a rushed when I bust some dope lines. So people take me, take me for the bricks. Then how my shit sounds. The world is born. I leave mics torn. And what about the spot get blown? Like, it's more funk. Is that one of those ones, though, when you did the remix, you're like, oh, Jesus, this is like, <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted like, something. Like, is, it, is it weird because they're both your children? To yeah. Be like, this, yeah. This baby is better. Y- yeah. Like, yeah. Do you, the, do you feel but, the remix but it is better of the two? Um, or no, you got I don't know. I haven't. Man. I don't think. I don't think I know the original like that. But I'm gonna say the remix is better. Cause that that is fire, dude. <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> that shit is hot. Can I get the instrumental for that, dude? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fuck. We'll play it on here. The uh, yeah, I hell have yeah. The original we'll to that on here, and we'll shoot. Definitely, it definitely. Yeah, the original is on the SoundCloud page. If you look at the EP, I get. I just gave him a record. Um. So yeah, you guys can check it out. Yeah. Do you? Are you still recording, or is how, how's it going? Oh, I did like, record, but I think that um. <laughs> I think it probably cut. Oh, okay. I think we said we were out. Oh, okay. I can I can keep going. I mean, it's whatever. No, whatever you guys want to do. No, I think I, actually I'm gonna stop just to make sure I save it.